Welcome in. It's Tuesday on the Fun Astrology Podcast, July 21st. Thomas Miller with you. Thanks for stopping in. And we're going to keep it pretty short today because the only thing that has changed is that Mercury and Chiron have uh, squared at nine degrees. Mercury is in Cancer. Chiron is in Aries. I'm having a phone call later today uh, with the Magi Society. If you guys have not heard of them, it's worth a Google sometime when you are uh, insomniac and can't sleep. (laughs) You might take a look at the Magi Society with their astrology. It's a completely different look on things. Kind of blends a Kabbalistic approach to astrology. But they are very big on Chiron, especially as it applies to financial astrology, which is what I'm studying and why we're going to have a little conversation. And they also really practice what they preach, too, because they would not have a phone call yesterday with the sun opposite Saturn. So good for them. Kudos. I like it already. But uh, it brings a new spotlight for me to Chiron, which has all, I mean, I put Chiron on all of my charts and take a look at it as the wounded healer. But it will be interesting to learn some new things about the relativity of Chiron. I'm not sure that that will be taken care of in tomorrow's conversation. This is more just inquisitive, but as I learn, I will pass it along. Did learn something yesterday, and I'll tell you, studying these financial markets through the lens of astrology has been fascinating of just how active these energies are in our lives every day. I mean, right down to controlling the world's financial markets. I mean, you can pattern this stuff. It's incredible. So one of the things that you would have expected, uh, well, okay, so when we think about the sun opposite Saturn, that's, that's a tough aspect. That typically, if somebody has the sun opposite Saturn in their birth chart, which all the babies born yesterday do, that's a life of struggle. There, you're going to have constant challenges, constant struggles with that Saturn always pulling on your sun, your life. Well, that's one interpretation. In financial astrology, really, it's not interpreted that way. And I don't want to get into the mud here on this at all, but just to say that the fact that the U.S. equity market, the stock markets yesterday, went up quite a bit is reflective of that alignment. It is not, however, reflective of a new moon. Typically, the markets react a little bit more negatively to a new moon. So really, this is kind of underscoring what I'm thinking is that the retrograde planets of Saturn, Pluto, and Jupiter are, to some degree, having a uh, a lessened effect, certainly putting a damper on things and reversing that energy a little bit. Now, we spent last week talking about the retrograde and how to handle this opposition with the sun. So with retrograde, you go in, you do re-activities, R-E, re-activities. Reevaluate, reassess, replan, research. A lot of people have been working on relocating during COVID, like getting out of towns. Have you noticed all the rural properties that have been for sale? It's incredible. So, with what I was seeing in the financial markets and my own struggle of kind of putting things together yesterday was just tough. It was a tough day for getting things to click. So I had a reading scheduled that was set up several days ago, and I contacted the person and said, hey, (laughs) 
practicing again. The Magi people were, you know, I had that email that they were like, let's don't have a conversation today. And I pitched out, would you like to reschedule? Let's practice what we're talking about here and chose another time later in the week. So I think that's totally relevant. Now, okay, that brings the question, when is going to be a better time? Glad you asked. Tomorrow. In fact, the whole day will be better because the sun ingresses Leo at 3.30 a.m. Eastern Time in the U.S. So for the folks in the U.S., you'll have all day under the sun in new energy. And if you follow whole sign houses, it will be in a new house. So we'll kind of shake the dust off of the sun opposite the big three, Saturn, Jupiter, Pluto, and we'll be moving on. So those of you who are self-employed, I would suggest that you call your boss and tell your boss that you will not be doing very much today. Eh, A little more than yesterday, but you're still in that waning energy from all of the oppositions. And so just call the boss and say, hey, uh, you know, be a light day today. Those of you who have a boss who might not take lightly to that... (laughs) number one, don't tell them about this podcast. I don't want to get in trouble. And then, yeah, you better better do what needs to get done, obviously. I'm being a little funny there. But the point is, is the energy has been a little tricky. All right. Now, let's do one little tip. I was thinking if you wanted to take a look at your chart, and people have been asking, how can, can you apply this stuff to your own chart? Well, Take a look, run your chart on like astro.com or astro-seek.com is another good site. Run your natal birth chart, put your time of birth in there and get your chart up. And then take a look, if you know where, if you can find Capricorn, if you're, now this is for those of you who are learning astrology and kind of want something to practice, find Capricorn. And if you can't find it easily, It uh, looks like a V with kind of a squiggly S after it, connected. And in that sign, you will see three planets. One is at 28 degrees, and that should be marked. That's Saturn. Pluto is at 23. Jupiter is at 21. Then you can look at your chart and see if you have any planets in Capricorn. And then you can also look around your chart and see if you have any planets in the 20s. Because we have Jupiter at 21, Pluto at 23, Saturn at 28. That's where the action is happening. So you don't even have to put two charts on top of each other. You can just look right now. If you want to see where the action is in your chart, take a look at at the 20s of any planets in the 20s. Those are little hot spots for you. And then find where Capricorn is, what house it's in. And then you can Google up, like if it's in the seventh house, then you can Google up what the seventh house is about. And you'll find that it's about relationships and partnerships and a number of other things. But basically, it's it's our close-in relationships. Well, if Capricorn is in your seventh house, then you've probably got some action going on around relationships because that's where the big three are. So that was just a little tip I wanted to pass along since we're a little slow here and thought, well, during these slow days, we'll talk about some astrology tips of how you can apply it to your own life. All right. Have a good one. We will be back tomorrow. We've got, uh, yeah, got a sign change. It will be Leo season starting early. Have a great day. We'll be back tomorrow to roar like a lion. <laughs>